is going to be a battle right now. And I'm thinking, okay, well, they want somebody who is a very, very punk, edgy, just high drag, boy drag, androgyny. Well, they want uh, somebody who is very girly, very kind of Barbie-like, still young, ready to be molded. Oh, well, they want somebody who is from a different cultural background and I mean I am so confident with who I am and what I do and my personality. I believe I'm the true heir to RuPaul and so my mind is set to win. Okay, so here we are at the grand and not so grand finale Hmm. and BB here is delineating I think what um, a lot of drag race fans have come to see throughout the seasons of different types of queens. And mm-hmm. it just depends on which type is going to win that year or that season. Hmm. Uh, and so she has the edgy queen, right? Nina flowers, the original edgy kind of gender fuck queen. Yeah. And then you have the fish queen, right? Or, you know, as, as she puts it, this just kind of Barbie doll. Mm hmm. And then you have this cultural kind of put together kind of, you know, more seasoned, more polished BB. Yeah. Who yeah. believes, you know, in her words that she is the heir. The true heir. The and true I was like, well, well, you know, and she wasn't exactly wrong. Um, right. I mean, what's interesting, though, because um, it was of a time of 2008 of Project Runway of Top Model where calling yourself the next top drag superstar you thought that might be what happens, but it's it's just a competition. It's just a prize show. Right. It's not, I mean, that's not, you're not going to be America's next top model. Right, right. You're not all of a sudden going to be Linda Evangelista. You're not yes. all of a sudden just going to be at a RuPaul level. It's not just this kind of like express elevator to the top. Right. And I, I think that this was filmed during a time where that belief was still there. That mm. like, oh, the, Yes, this is. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the next one. Right. Right. You, you know, you're a cog in the wheel, mm-hmm. and and it's beautiful. But yeah. you have to you have to make make of it what you will. And unfortunately, many of these queens, when this was filmed, social media wasn't as big of a presence, and y- you were forgotten very quickly. Especially when the second season came out, it mm-hmm. was like, okay, season one, they're great. But now you know, here's season two. Oh, right. Jujube. And this happens, I think, you know, with a lot of reality shows, especially these competition shows, is the first couple seasons, there's the novelty. There's a novelty of somebody winning American Idol. Yeah, and then yeah. We Kelly all, Clarkson, yeah, Clay Aiken. Yeah, we're all going to kind stuttered. of, yeah, we're going to like see what happens when somebody wins this. You know, even Project Runway, like the first winner, like Jay McCarroll. I right, think right. He got his own show on Bravo for yeah. a little while. Like people really ran with it because there's not only did they win the competition there's like oh wow we've never seen it we've never seen it work this way um and what's interesting is i i don't think that um you know once bb won like i mean there's obviously no context of like you know like i i just don't think it was um it's been the same for every winner every season they end up just continuing to do their own thing with a larger platform, with more support, with more fans, yeah, with, with higher a, booking with fees. Higher booking fee, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like whatever they were doing or want to be doing kind of gets expanded. Right, right. And, you know, the other thing about it is uh, you have this idea of reality television, and it was of a time where we thought reality was actual reality, but mm-hmm. it, it's it's not reality. It's not it's not actually America's Internet Model. It's not actually Next Drive Superstar. Right. It's a scripted 
unscripted reality. Right. There's kind of that, you know, you can be a little naive about it. And and, and right. to its credit, you know, if we compare, let's say, season one to, you know, even season four, which we've talked about in terms of how produced it is, um, it certainly feels more real. When I look at Project Runway oh, yeah. and the early seasons, it certainly feels closer to reality. Right. And the manipulations are more maybe underneath the surface. Sure. Whereas later seasons with all of these shows, eventually they start to rely on gimmicks because they just don't want to repeat the same thing over and over. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the other thing about reality television is it's only real when somebody's watching. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's not real. So in this sense, it's like, yeah, it's, it was real when it was happening. She was next direct superstar when it was happening. Mm -hmm. And then the next year, it's like, oh, it's not real anymore. Right. Somebody's watching. Right, right. Yeah. And it, you know, and, it, and I feel like in some ways the, um, like it, I feel like the cycle moves faster and faster now, you know, oh, yeah. where like your, your sort of moment in the sun, like maybe if it was 15 minutes before, maybe we're now down to like 10 or 11 minutes. You know what I mean? Like if, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you start to get eclipsed sooner and sooner because I think there's more ways to get people's attention. Yeah. I think about Bob, the drag queen mm -hmm. who I feel like was eclipsed the most because of yeah. um, all stars. Yeah. Oh yeah. Completely. I mean, it's interesting because it's like all stars one came out right after season four and yet Sharon didn't have that problem. Yeah. But well, yeah. season one, all stars also wasn't that good. I think there's that too. Is I think it was also the fact that like, People are like, okay, anyway, remember season four? That was really good. Right. Whereas like All-Stars 2 was so demonstrably better than any season to that point. Right. Not that the queens on season eight were poor. No. I mean, because that was actually a better season. In terms of talent, in terms of like what people were bringing to the challenges, yeah, that was like a really competent cast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think... It's, you know, I, I think we've talked about this a lot in terms of like, I think we we're talking about this like Ben De La Creme last week with All-Stars 3. And it's like when All-Stars 2 came out, it was like, oh, I'm not doing that. Why would I go back into that system? But like there's now 100 plus queens, you know, with the with the RuPaul logo on their back. Right. Out there getting booked, getting gigs, getting spotlights. And it's like you have to keep up. Yeah. You know? I mean, you have to keep up. But I think. If you are if you are going to actively choose to not do it, it should be more of like mental health reasons mm -hmm. as opposed to I don't need it. Sure. I mean, I guess it's great if you don't need it. You know, yeah, that's I guess that would almost be the ideal. I mean, you know, it's interesting. I was at brunch today. Oh, God, gay's always brunch. Uh, yeah, right. I highly recommend it, though. It's called Seawolf in Williamsburg and it was delicious get, All right. get the devil's mess Mary's if you're ever in Williamsburg alright Mary's um, no I was there and uh, I was talking about Chad Sell because our Uber driver was um, uh, a, a d digital illustrator mm -hmm. and uh, so I started talking about Chad Sell and um, I was going through pictures and uh, and you know my friend was like oh I want to guess which one it is and mm -hmm. when I got to Ben de la Creme you know she didn't even know oh wow yeah Hmm. So I was like, well, you're a drag race watcher. Like, you don't know who Ben DeLacrem is? Yeah. Oops, don't tell Ben. Yeah. Right, right. It's not like it's Monica Beverly Hills. Like, this is a queen <laughs> that, like, we know about. Like, this is a queen that, like, you know, it, it, like, this is not one that's just kind of drifted. Burn. I'm just saying. God bless you, Monica. But, like, oh. not the name on everyone's lips. Oh, seriously. That's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. So uh, why don't we, you know, tell our Marys what they're listening to and what they got in store today. Sure. So this is, of course, another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary, which is our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little TV show. I'm Johnny. And I am Colin. And Ella is right next to me. He's a very hands-on, pause-on producer today. Doing uh, his orange cat thing. He is. He's tucked the paw.
pause. He heard my comment. He's like, nope, nope, nope. I'm just listening. Um, I can see that look, Ella. I see you side-eyeing me. Um, <laughs> anyway, we are, of course, continuing and getting to the home stretch, the last lap of season one of Drag Race. Yes. We're down to the top three, as BB so perfectly illustrated in our clip of the week. We have... Um, yeah, we, we've come down to three interesting examples of drag, two actual contenders. Ouch. I mean... But you, you're right. Yeah, I mean, re- honestly, every season, every other season, when it gets down to a top three or even a top four in the there's later seasons... Yeah, yeah, like, there's... They try to keep it, even though you kind of know at that point, like, you know, season eight, it's like, okay, well, I know Naomi Smalls isn't going to win, you right, know? Right, right. Or they, season six, Dar- Darian Lake. Oh, no, no, it was a top three in season six. That's right. But you knew that Adore Delano wasn't going to win. Or you knew Courtney Act or wasn't going to win. That's what yeah, I mean, Courtney yeah. Act. Yeah, yeah, And so it's kind of like, there's, oh, they try to maintain some ambiguity in the seasons in terms of who might win or who might be the front runner. Right. And I feel like season one, in terms of Rebecca, they... There was no ambiguity. In fact, this episode, I feel like the running theme was just breaking down right, Rebecca. Right, right. And it's it's kind of fascinating. Um, like I, I we'll get to it when we get to it, but the final moments of Rebecca on the runway, it's just like Oh, why are you here? This all came down to this. Yeah, the it's, glass is broken. Oh, okay, Mary. shattered, Mary. <laughs> it's great. It, it's all about Rebecca's face when RuPaul says, not this time. Yeah. It's all about that. And you know, Jade's at home watching that, just being like, yes, 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 yes. Get her, Jade. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, the, the the finale certainly uh, spoke to the, the third yeah. um, in this instance. I'm trying to think of the other thirds of the seasons. Uh, obviously, you know, Courtney Act. Courtney Act. I mean, um, you know, Juju B, if you were looking at track records of just winning challenges and whatnot, I guess I could understand her being an obvious third for right, season two. Right. Um, season seven was Violet Chachki, Pearl. 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 Oh, third. easily. Because yeah, Ginger Minj, people yeah. wanted to win. Yeah. At least yeah. up until that last episode. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, season three. I mean, I used to think that Alexis was... Um, She's a third. I, you know, I used to think that. And I don't know if it was just like the last time I rewatched it or maybe when I was... When Squirrelfriends was doing season three and I was following along with them and it was like, actually, Alexis does... They all have the same track record in the season. They That's all right. win three challenges. Yeah, she wins. Yeah. And yeah. so it's kind of like... She's in the she's in the bottom twice, um, and Raja and uh, Manila were only the bottom once. But like that's really the only differentiator, right? And I, but I always used to think Alexis was a, like, an obvious third. But it's like no, she kind of held her own. Yeah, Manila would have been the third, but I yeah, don't know, Manila was just so Manila fabulous. was such. She's such a like a, like like. She's a whole package. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's yeah. a whole patch queen. Yeah. Um, patch queen. Package queen. Yeah. Um, package. Oh, that's interesting to say about a drag queen. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's the whole tucked package. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, season four. I mean, that's, you know, like, there for some reason in my mind, I've sometimes thought about Chad as third place. I don't oh, know why. No. But it was like this default. I think it was. It was Sharon, Chad, and, and Fifi. Fifi. And Fifi was the third. I mean, she was. I don't know why. For some reason, like even though I know that Chad is great, and yeah. it, it just for some reason he always stuck in my mind as third. Maybe because the whole Fifi Sharon thing. I just always see a two next to Chad's name. You know. I, I mean, mean, it's the deserved place. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, um, at so, that season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. certainly if we're going to talk about charisma, Fifi's got a negative twenty, and you know, Chad, <laughs> for all his cringiness, is you know a likable queen. 
Right. Harmless. Right. And that's a great word for Chadwick. Harmless. Harmless. I mean, I don't mean to sum him up with harmless, but like, no, but I think in terms of the cringe factor, yeah. Right, harmless. right. I mean, I think that Chad's intentions are good and his heart's in the right place. Yes, yeah. yeah. It's not like Mike Ruiz har- uh, cringy like this no, episode. Like this episode. Yes. Oh, yeah. She's a lot. <sighs> she's extra. Yeah. She's going to be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she's going to be extra. <laughs> yeah. Thor. Yeah. Um, and then season five. I mean, Roxy. Yeah. Roxy, Certainly. Clearly. clearly. She's the villain. She's painted as three. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a good example of when the seasons paint a three for yeah. sure. Yeah. And, you know, Alaska was kind of. Oh, she was. She has a two next to her name. She too. was the perfect runner up. Yeah. And I know that's kind of a backhanded compliment, but I think the, the character that she season. played in that season yes. in the Jinx Monsoon yes. story. Yes. I was happy to see, like, Alaska just played a really interesting character in that story. Right. You know? Right. Um, and had her own journey as well. And and I really think that All Stars 2, when I look back, it's like the story of Alaska. And, of course, we see a clip of her in the clip show this yes. week. But the story of Alaska. And, actually, someone sent us a clip on Twitter. It was, like, the story of Alaska. Oh, I love it. And it really is kind of a great story. I can see Alaska from my house. <laughs> I'm sure Katya can see you from her house. <laughs> And maybe even Sasha Valuma. Mm, yeah. That's right. <laughs> uh, season six, uh, we said Courtney. Courtney. Ant, okay. And season seven, we said Pearl. Pearl. And then season eight, Naomi. Naomi. And then season nine, we had a top four. And I guess you'd say Peppermint. Mm. If we were to say one was the outlier. Okay. I mean, I think if we were to say a, a third, and a, I would say, mm, I would say, well, for Sasha? me. Trinity. I would say Trinity. Trinity. I don't know Trinity why. Trinity seems so two to me, though. And Shay was one. So for me, it was going to be Sasha Velour as third Colin. I, and not because I think she deserved that place. No. But that was how she was painted all season. Well, on track record. She was on the coattails of Shay. Mm-hmm. She wasn't as featured. Her mm-hmm. brand of drag was lauded, but not highlighted. Mm-hmm. And it would have been certainly great to see, oh, I'm so glad to see that version and that brand of drag made the finale. Right. And, and exactly. If it was a, and that's what we want. That's what we were expecting. Totally. We were like, oh yeah, Shay, Shay, number one, number one. Totally. Trinity number two. And then, okay, Sasha, we get it. Yeah. And if we're going to apply the same rules to a, a queen that we both love, Jujubee, of like track record why she's third, I think it's fair to say the same for Sasha. Yeah. 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 I don't think we're, you know, giving up our Sasha pins. No, not in the least. No, no, no. We are still here. We are still we're fans. Still Eggy bald. Absolutely. <laughs> Hard boiled, Mary. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. I, 13 minutes. Mm, yes. Poached for her pleasure. <laughs> yeah. But I, yeah, no, I think that's that's fair. Um, and then in terms of all stars, I mean, the first all stars, it was like, it, it was the, the what it came down to was what it came was correct. Oh, Chanel yeah. was fourth. Juju was third. Right. Um, Raven two. Raven second, yeah. perennially. Um, and then in terms of All Stars two, I mean, I think that was correct as well. Oh yes. Yeah, like I think if we were to think about who was second and who was third, I think Katya was second place easily, and Detox was third. Completely. Yeah. 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 Oh, Detox. Detox was in this episode. She too. was in this episode too. Oh, well, that gives us a good little segue because mm-hmm. we're going to actually talk about the clip show first. We're just going to kind of, you know, talk about some highlights. It's yeah, um yeah. it's totally worth watching. Oh, you know, you know, I was going to actually comment on what is and why is a clip show because I was mm-hmm. like, god damn it, a clip show. Mm-hmm. What what what's the point of clip shows? And if you think about clip shows from a um like a sitcom standpoint, that's one whole other thing. Mm-hmm. That's like when the show is about to go into syndication or right. maybe syndication wasn't happening yet and they wanted to recap. But I think with the reality show, why do you do a clip show? Mm-hmm. It's because you want to give the network a certain number of episodes 
mm-hmm. right, to get whatever money or because they want it to last this long. Mm-hmm. But then it cuts down on production costs. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Because the, all of the... They didn't have to rent the room. They didn't have to you know, pay the cameraman. They had all of the stuff. They just needed to pay the editors. Right. They really just had to make sure they had hats for Merle and Santino to wear. <sighs> it's bad. <laughs> that's that Miranda Priestly sigh. That's that disappointment. Right, right. Yes, yes. That's, that's all. all. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I did appreciate about this clip show is that it was. I mean, granted, it was a long clip show. It it, it was. seems long to me. By the time we got to those little like clips about each of the final three, I was like, oh, right. I'm done. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done, good. Right. Let's seriously wrap this up. But I thought that it was a good. Um, it, it was a good way for RuPaul to take the opportunity to educate more and elevate drag more. Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. starts out the episode with um, basically listing visually all of these drag queens from from the past. Yeah, I and, love that. And I think if we're going to do the clip show correct for mm-hmm. All Right, Mary, I'd like to name all of them right now. Say her name, girl. Say her name. <laughs> I'd like to say them all and um, maybe g- give a little of a teaser to our Marys in that we want to learn more about some of these ones that we've never heard of like taboo yeah uh and in future episodes look forward to some five things to know about blank we're gonna be doing some herstory yeah because you gotta know where this music is coming from latrice <laughs> royale <laughs> yeah so uh, okay so i'm just gonna read them off so divine lady bunny oh and by the way i don't know if i'm pronouncing all of these correct if i know if i if i think it's pronounced differently I think you're drastically off. I'll say something. Okay, here I go. I'll go with you on this. Divine, Lady Bunny. Uh, That one's wrong. That one's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually Benai. It's Benai, yeah. (laughs) Um, Lady Shabliss. Shabliss. Shabliss, I think. Shabliss, yeah, Mm -hmm. because I'm, you know, an American. Right. Um, Hollywood Lawn. Mm. Lee Bowery. Dame Edna Everidge. Mm. Taboo. Sophia Lamar. Constance. Miss Guy. John Kelly. Lipsinka. Connie Girl. Carla Jean Merman. Is it Carla Jean Merman? Carla? I think it's Varla. Oh, Varla. My autocorrect. Fuck you, autocorrect. Fuck you. Don't oppress me. (laughs) The Cockettes. Exactly. Uh, It's homophobic. Um, The Cockettes. Joey Arias. Joey Arias. Arias. Yeah. Kevin Aviance. Aviance. Jackie Beat. Love her. Mm. Um, Jer Bear Jones. Candace Kane. Lahoma Van Sant. Justin Bond, Cachetta, Mistress Formica, Kelly, Sherry Vine, Hedda Lettuce, Amanda Lepore, Flotilla DeBarge, mm. Princess Zoraya, Tobel, Floyd, Miss Coco Peru, Parfidia, and DeAndra Peak, and Linda Simpson. Yeah. yeah. To you, we thank you. Yeah, I mean, it. I, what I loved about this, you know, and the note that I took was, you know, because we see all these queens and then there's just kind of like picture after picture. Oh, my God. Like, so there's yeah, a, yeah. Like dun, a dun, really dun, fast dun, dun, montage. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, oh, my God. But what I love about it is we've talked about in the past kind of the evolution of the types of drag that we see on Drag Race. But what's cool about this is you really see so many different versions and interpretations. Always in there, yeah. And yeah. you really understand that RuPaul was deciding, okay, I have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm starting with what's easy, which is female illusion. Right, right. And it's it's also the, the I think, the easiest to swallow for an, a, an ignorant person mm-hmm. to be like, okay, this is a performance. 
it's a good 101 on drag. It's like, start with this. Start with these yeah. ideas. Start with these practices. Right. It's a performance of yeah. female illusion. Right. There you go. Right. You know, maybe that, that's kind of the roots of it. And then there's all these interpretations right. and, and, and versions of it. And I just thought it was great that all of them were featured. But, you know, in their own time, would get more of a spotlight. Right. On Gina and Tommy, Tammy Browns of the world, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I will say, Nina, Nina Flowers being... A front runner from season one yeah. is super cool and super important. Yeah. In looking back on this season, I, I'm I'm really kind of torn. But like, I would have still picked Nina Flowers to win. Yeah. Well, and you can really tell in she this. She was ep- so fantastic the whole season. Yeah, and you can really tell in this episode that Rue thinks a lot of her. I mean, she tells she says it at one point. She says, "You are a legendary queen." Yeah. I mean, that is like. <laughs> You can go home now. Yeah. RuPaul has told you you're a legendary queen. Like, right. Y- y- that's it, you right. know? And, and it's true. And I really think that at the end of the day, Nina or Bibi, in terms of their performance in this competition, could have won. Yeah. They both were bringing really yeah. amazing drag. And their stories of finding drag, I think, were fabulous, mm-hmm. which we can talk about once we get to the finale. But mm-hmm. um, Nina's especially, I just love that story. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. was a great story. Yeah. 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 Um, so the clip show. Um, yeah. Let's get into it. We start with, uh, I guess they, I, I, I don't know. Do you want to just talk about the highlights? I just have a Because we don't need to necessarily go through it linearly. Because let me tell you, Mary's, it was long. It was a little long, but I mean, <laughs> worthwhile. Not that I don't like long things. No, no, I can handle a couple extra inches here and there. <laughs> hey, mad. Um, oh, you're not mad about I'm it? not mad about it. Oh. Nothing a little deep yoga breathing can't take care of, right, Mary? Um, so, uh, <laughs> just going to stop there. Um <laughs> Uh, I love how unfazed my cat is. Oh, right now. please! He's like, girl, I have heard this all before. <laughs> Ella is unfazed. Ugh. Anyway, um, what I I think the highlights of the clip show early on, certainly for Drag Race fans, the highlight of seeing some familiar faces. Um, oh, I love this! And in their audition videos, we get, we get to see a very early Alaska. Oh yeah, She's which her, and you know what was was the background? Was it like a uh, a cattle call type of thing where they the drag queens probably showed up to a hotel? Because Raven was in front. Raven of the had same, the same yeah. cheesy one, and mm-hmm. like, of course Raven has this. But right. then I'm like, oh, Alaska has this. I'm like, okay, so then they this was a thing, right? And it, didn't in season three there was like a casting special? I think like that, and it, it seems all very scripted. It's like how Delta like right. shows up, and they're like, it's almost like American Idol. Oh. Oh, right. Well, and that's what it, that's what I think. Maybe they were casting like this at first. Mm-hmm. Maybe, or they were certainly like if they were getting down to like semifinalists, uh, right, or whatever, right, they were right, bringing right, them in. Right, right, right. Um, okay, that that could probably be. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we see Alaska if that's the case in one of these. Um, Who was hilarious? She was great. I mean, certainly she's much more polished now, but like. The core of Alaska, I think, has yeah. always been there. Yeah. She's always... Thunderfuck. Yeah, yeah, she's only refined it, but this is an early version. Right. Um, we see Pandora Box. Mm, um, featured a lot, actually. Featured a lot, yeah. yeah. Um, we see Raven. We see Nasha Lopez. Oh, my God. I was like... Bitches, she's back. Bitches, she's back. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I don't know if she necessarily auditioned every season, but to think that she had like auditioned season one and then got on season eight... It makes me rude for her, actually. It, me, too. I'm kind yeah. of like, oh, wow. You got on. Okay, you, you got, got on. on. You got yeah. on. She You're got good. through. She got through. She got she through. Got through. Oh, oh, my that's, God. That's a deep cut that's that our Marys might not know. That's uh, the original Poseidon adventure. Yes. with Shelley Winters. Yeah. Which I highly recommend. 
It's 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 riveting. It's oh my great god! It was TV. my TV. I mean, excuse me, movie. It's good, great cinema. It was my favorite movie when I was like me ten. Too. Yeah, oh my me god! Too. I watched yeah. it. I've probably seen that movie fifty to seventy five times. Yeah, being conservative, and every time, I am saddened by some of the moments that happen. Yes, we will not spoil. No, but oh my god! Yeah, there. Are, you know, there's. It's uh, anyway, a great movie. Right. Anyway, I, I could go. I could go. I'm sorry. The Poseidon Adventure to me is just a like, it's just a slippery water slide. And I could spend no pun intended. And I could spend the rest of this podcast talking about. Right. It. If we're gonna pitch it, just one more sentence about it. It's basically about a huge Titanic cruise line that capsizes it, in the middle of the ocean. It's flipped upside down. Upside down on New Year's Eve, mm-hmm. and they need to get from the top of the boat to the bottom of the boat. So they need to go up mm-hmm. to get to the surface. And there's this there's this group of, of uh, people who've decided to band together and make the journey up and not wait for help. Right. The tagline for the Poseidon Adventure is hell dash upside down exclamation <laughs> point. It's fabulous. It's fabulous. Uh, it's a great movie. Yeah, and Shelley Winters is everything. In she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for that movie. There you go. You're Best Supporting Actress, Colin. Yep. Except on this podcast, I, I believe you would get, you know, you'd get Leading Actress. Wow. Yeah. Finally. I feel I'm like a net Benning. Finally, uh, I will say, yeah, no, I'm happy to support you. You're the, you're the, you know, for my, for their consideration. You're the rain man of, of drag. Right. You know, listen, hey, I mean, know. I'm, I'm, I certainly have my my things to chime in on, but you know, I, 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 I depend on you. You know, when it comes to Aquila and the Bee and knowing things and remembering things. Well, sure. they're called boobs, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So just to go through the rest of the quiz. Anyway, Anyway. I'm happy to be your Sandra O to Diane Lane. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Patty! (laughs) You said his name. (laughs) Sorry, Mary. Sorry, we diverted into Married William, our podcast dedicated to all things under the Tuscan sun, the world of Tuscan and the sun, and the world that, (laughs) the paradigm that Diane and Lane has created with that little movie. Um, It's like I have to resolve it. Yes, I get it. Um, So anyway. So So we saw some more. Yeah, we saw. um, Actually, we heard Nicole Page Brooks say, Nicole Page Brooks. Oh, my God. I love nothing more than, my name is Nicole. My name is Nicole. (laughs) My name is Nicole Nicole Page Brooks from Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) My name is Nicole. My name is Nicole. My name is Nicole Page Brooks. That, to me, I I need to know that there is like a dance mix of that out there somewhere. (laughs) That I can just get that towel dress on, make sure my cat's watching with tips, and put on a goddamn show. <laughs> my name is Nicole. I, I've got it all planned out. Um, oh, but yes, you know what I love about Nicole Page Brooks? Um, she was in two episodes of the second season, and she is like a cult figure in Drag Race. Who? Nicole Page Brooks. Oh, by the way promoter she was arrested on drug charges that's right she had weed in her car yeah it was like in, oh. in february yeah. yeah i read about that i was like get her jade get her jade <laughs> <laughs> get her dade county <laughs> get her dade get her dade <laughs> god somebody's dad oh, showed up early to yeah, do some god, audio check early yeah um so yeah, so we do see Nicole Page Brooks, and we see Detox, and we see Detox talking about uh, the car accident and, yeah. and the reason for the the plastic surgery, right. um, and we see Sahara Davenport as well. Oh sure, sure, yeah. sure, I forgot about her. Um, so yeah, and we see so many queens that I'm like, 
what who are you and where are you now like yeah. where is land lakes now right you know what i mean right. I, oh, and there was the other one i hope that they're still doing local drag Again, yeah i think one episode we were talking about supporting local drag queens and mm-hmm. not just the rupaul brand yeah it i mean these are all queens that are still fucking working yeah you know i saw a tweet from tranica rex the other day where she's like you know the trend of rue girls is only in the last couple of years but some of us queens have been doing this look for a long time right like, it did not start with them right and i think right. that's an important thing to remember yeah you know it's yeah. like just because they got on tv doesn't mean that they're the originator right yeah. right like a queen who wasn't on the show is not just another courtney like courtney didn't like corner the market right yeah right yeah right um, which I think is another reason why we should be doing this history lesson um, sure. is to like just kind of honor that idea that like, okay, drag outside of drag race is still super legitimate drag. Right. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. And oftentimes it's a drag that I enjoy. Oh so my God. Much Lip Sinka. Like that's my kind <sighs> of drag. I know. Oh I can God. only mouth the words the, that I want to say about Lip Sinka. Oh <laughs> Uh, seriously. Um, all right. So moments from the clip show. That was certainly a, a special moment was Nicole Page. Nicole Page. Oh, my God. And the headdress. And I'm like, it's great. The other moment that I thought was a highlight was I just when they were showing Chanel doing the tour of her closet. Yeah, the I, closet tours, which, again, I love the the meta of a closet tour, like mm-hmm. bring into your closet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like show me how, like, as they say, how the sausage is made. You right. know what I mean? Or, or just coming out of the closet like that. Oh, yeah. That phrase. Yeah. Oh, that, I didn't know yeah. about that way. Yeah. That's interesting. And it's kind of like embracing the, the closet. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, as Chanel was doing her closet tour, I was just imagining like Rue and the producers like watching this tape and being like, oh, this bitch is going to make yeah. shit crazy. Yeah. Yes. R- wringing their you know hands together. Oh, my God. Like the first hanky was waved yes. on Drag Race when they saw Chanel's clip. Like, oh, she's extra. We're going to drive her crazy. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Like there is um, there's this. Because old- Rue even says in the clip show, she says that she wants. Uh, she she her wardrobe is you know almost rivaled up to hers yeah, yeah. Um, there's this old horror movie called Let's Scare Jessica to Death <laughs> and I just feel like they were like let's drive Chanel fucking crazy yeah, like that's yeah. what this version was and that's drag her to hell let's yeah. drag her to hell <laughs> let's give her nothing <laughs> poor Chanel nagging nag that uh, bitch uh, which is such like a mean thing to say it's <laughs> like, awful I feel so awful like I don't mean to make a joke about that it's terrible but. Um, I think we're dragging it up. We're dragging it up. Right. You know, not to tangent, but this makes me think of this. um, And I should save it for Reddit on Reddit because I found this on Reddit. But somebody had posted a clip from the behind uh, the Battle of the Seasons tour. And it was um, they do Snatch Game on Battle of the Seasons. Uh And so it was all it was Sharon, Jinx, Bianca and Alaska. Um, Sharon, all stars. all stars doing Drag Race. Sharon was doing Joan Rivers. Um, Jinx was doing Betty Davis. Clearly, uh, Bianca was doing Judge Judy, of course. Fabulous. And Alaska was doing Laganja. Oh my god! And, oh my god! Who talks the most? <laughs> oh my god! It is. They are equally brilliant. Sure. I mean, Jinx has some lines where I'm like, "Wow, you are." Brilliant! Oh, my, just brilliant! Yeah. And and Bianca really, she she just you know she does her thing. She does her thing. You get it. she she breaks the character enough time. Like you know you know this isn't Bianca's gig. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. But she embraces that. Yeah. But Alaska, of course, just steals the show. Oh she is God, such a gotcha. superstar. Amazing! It's so funny. Um. Anyway, the reason I bring that up is because like, particularly Sharon playing Joan. 
make some really like off, she makes some really off color jokes. Fair, but her like refrain over and over is it's comedy, it's comedy. Like that's, fuck you. That's what Joan always did. Yeah, that's and I just thought, oh did. right, like, and it just it's this, and it just made me think about like when you said that like we're just dragging it up, and it's also just that reminder of like oh right 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 all of this is if you can laugh at it and you can laugh at yourself first you're in a good place. Right. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. You know, and not to be a Debbie Downer, but I had the opportunity to sing at Joan Rivers funeral. And one of the things that all of the speakers kept saying was how absolutely sensitive Joan Rivers was. Mm. Yeah. And how completely aware of other people and their emotions she was. Yeah. And that her comedy was, was a deep part of her, but it was it was it was almost like a, a fortress for her. Mm-hmm. I feel like to do that kind of comedy, and I think the difference between someone like Joan Rivers and someone like an outspoken drag queen who is being just offensive for offensive sake, and I'm not even saying Bianca. I think of like other queens I've seen who are just being bitchy to be bitchy. Right, is that self awareness? Is that sensitivity? Like yeah. being able to read that energy right. is so important, and it's almost like why you're able to get on board with Joan Rivers when she's saying things that are just so awful because it's like okay. No, but she gets it yeah. versus just some like bitter fucking queen who's just taking it out on an audience right. where I'm like, okay, well, right. I'm not into this because I don't think you know what you're doing. I think you're just acting out. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Um, anyway, porching. Um, mm. But what are you going to do? Um, so uh, another. Uh, oh, so you, we, we had the closet tour moment. Okay. We had the closet tour know. moment. Yeah, yeah. My next moment was the worst moment. Oh, me too. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it was the first time we see Merle in this episode. <laughs> Is it with the hat on already? Yes. Oh my god, she looked like she looked like they were smuggling her out of the country, <laughs> wearing nothing but J Crew. You know what I mean? Clearance rack. Like, she looked like she, you know, she was auditioning for a Fosse production. Yes. Oh my god, it looked like she was gonna do a reveal into like some tights and a leotard. You know what I mean? Underneath I just all that, didn't get it. And I mean. I, Hopefully she didn't dress herself because Santina was wearing the same fucking well, hat. Yeah. I mean, they both looked, they were both very Cape Cod, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they were so Cape, you know? <laughs> so Cod. Oh, okay. Someone so told cod. me that recently, that that's a term. Oh, it is? Yeah. It's like, oh my, I can't think of it so Cape or so Cod. It's so Coddy or something like that. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Coddy. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just wrote Merle. Oh my God. Um, you know, the thing about this was they needed some way to frame great moments and so mm-hmm. they chose Santino and Merle to be the num coming in uh, number eight, 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 eight oh eight, I know eight. Um, oh my god but I, you know I, at the end of the day I just don't care about their opinions so right. you know it, the countdown didn't really speak to me if anything it was just a way to look back at the season with random ideas from Merle and Santino right. and I just had to like cringe through it right exactly and like, and then when they get to the number one which they've done in future clip shows is the number one of course is the many looks RuPaul. of RuPaul yeah. this one was uh I, am I pronouncing the word quickly? Particularly syncophantic. Um, um, it was particularly ass kissing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, it wasn't their idea. No, but it, it just, it felt like feel, it just felt so like, oh my God, this look, like you were just poured in this. It was just like, oh, she's okay. like, oh really? Oh, right, right, right. Like, all right, Mary. <laughs> all right, Mary. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it's just, it's the same feeling I get even when Michelle comes into the workroom for the final challenge and you just see the right, difference between like, what Rue can do as host and then Michelle. Yeah. And not that, not to knock Michelle completely no. off the judges panel. Cause I think she was better than Merle and Santino 
Oh, I'll take Michelle Visage over the two of them any day. Completely. Completely, yeah. yeah. Um, but there is just a difference between the ease in which they're reading copy. I think that's what it is. I think that RuPaul, and we talked about this <clears throat> last week with like doing the ads, that RuPaul just knows how to find that balance between like doing the job, but like having that RuPaul thing where like he's he's self-aware, he's sensitive, like that Joan Rivers thing, like mm. he has that quality too. Right. And when you can feel that, you're like, okay, I'm on board. Like, yeah. I know that you're not being fake with me. Whereas yeah. you can hear Michelle trying to play or hear Merle or hear Santino trying to play TV Somebody host. else's word. Yeah. yeah. Somebody yeah, yeah. else's words. Mm-hmm. You know, with RuPaul, I, I love how we know when she's selling something, she mm-hmm. can turn that on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And it doesn't bother me. Right. I don't know. Right. Like, I, and I guess it's just a matter of like, she's had decades to refine this character and yeah. refine how to be on television yeah. and how to be in the media. Yeah, I mean, she... Uh, and, and, you know, to jump forward into this clip show, I mean, they talked about all the catchphrases that oh, they were yeah. self-aware of the catchphrases the entire time. Yeah. It's not like they knew they were going to be catchphrases. Right. And that was so smart because it was like, great, now, you've, now you're now you reminding people, here's yeah, we're a brand. This, remember this? Yeah. Our brand, exactly. Yeah. It, was re- it was just uh, another emphasis mm-hmm. of all those things. I mean, the one thing they didn't do was face, face, face. Yeah. Well, it was like, well, because it, it was BBs. Yeah. Oh, right. Well, well, they had other uh, queens having catchphrases. They, I think they loca. Just, yeah, I think that was the one. It was like loca was the one that that stuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which I think there was somewhere. There's like an extra clip of some or somewhere of Nina explaining what it means. Like essentially, like yeah, it, she explains it. It's kind of like saying it. It it's in a way. It's actually because it can be used derogatorily. Um, I don't know why I'm using all these sixty-four thousand dollars words today. Um, it can be used like derogatorily, or it can be used um, as uh, like affection. So it's almost like reappropriating and almost taking something like the word faggot or or you know whatever. What did you call me? I said faggot. It's homophobic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when uh, I see something, I say oh something. Oh my god! All right, Alexis Thank Michelle. You, Alexis Michelle. <laughs> Take two drinks. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> And now I'm just picturing the, the, the gif of her dropping the mac and cheese ball in the socks. That makes me laugh all the time. Of her trying to like fish Subway fish it out. Subway fish. Hashtag Subway fish it out. Because <laughs> we have, I mean, it's like hashtag relatable. We have all done it. And you're like, I'm not losing this. I'm not losing this. <laughs> I came this far. <laughs> so. Oh, Jesus. Um, um, yeah, anyway. Anyway, so yeah, the, you know, it reminds me that this show existed in the fabric of the late 2000s reality mm-hmm. shows, right? Top Model, Top Chef, Project Runway. They all had their brand. We talked about this earlier in doing this season. They all had the please pack your knives and go. Right. As Vieter saying, mm-hmm. uh, you know, sashay away. Right. No, that was kind of, you know, like. They just, you know, RuPaul. But when I first wa- started watching the show, I thought it was brilliant because it seemed like a campy parody. Mm-hmm. But for gay people or right. for, for people that were woke to gayness um, and to and gender illusion and uh, that they were just making fun of Top Model. And I was yeah. just like, this is brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. I was just watching something on YouTube the other day and it was all about um, it was all about The Simpsons and kind of the decline of The Simpsons because the show has just gone to the garbage. Well, they, they, ever since Family Guy and they were they, they added in all of those like mm-hmm. random things. It stopped being a sitcom. It started being like a clip show. Right. And it was really I mean, it was an interesting analysis 
analysis of, of how this all kind of went downhill and all the different factors. That's certainly one of them. But <laughs> Lisa, Lisa, <laughs> that's my snatch game. I can say that as Marge Simpson, Marge and Simpson. I wouldn't be able to do it because you it's would just say it over and over, over and, over. and over again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was interesting is what they were saying in this little sort of documentary was that when The Simpsons started, it was a satire and a parody and turning things on their head of like TV shows that were on at that time. So there was full house and family ties and these sort of like wholesome families where everything worked out in the end. And so it was like, oh, well, we're going to take that model and we're going to turn it on its side and we're going to completely like lambast that. Right. We're going to make the dad abuse the son. Right. Right. And, And so that's why The Simpsons, part of why The Simpsons worked so well early on is because it was... There was a contrast to everything else that was on TV right now. It's interesting because I think that Drag Race had a similar evolution. I don't think Drag Race has gone downhill, but it went from being the satire parody of other shows to becoming its own version of that. Yeah. And that was what happened with The Simpsons. Is it was like, well, what you're rebelling against doesn't really exist anymore. Right. And what Drag Race was parodying also doesn't really exist anymore and drag race has now become more of the mainstream yeah um and it's just an interesting i I just wonder you know if there's a similar trajectory is if something starts off as being a commentary and then becomes the thing it was commenting on what's the natural progression there certainly probably are other shows i mean i don't know of any other reality show that you know started as a commentary yeah i don't either i think drag race was the mm-hmm. one because it's it was early enough right where it could be that right yeah i don't know i can't think of another show that was doing the same thing i mean if anything it would be maybe like you could there's a reading of jersey shore as being a commentary on just vapid reality television mm-hmm. but it just became this real thing that like took off unfortunately right well you know it's funny you mentioned that I, I'm thinking of <clears throat> last night I was just trying to find something mindless to put on oh, no. um, on Netflix <laughs> oh, no. and actually I certainly recommend this there was no oh yes she's a drag queen are you talking about uh, Snooky and what's her face? No, 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 no. Jay Wow. No, this is drag queen. No, no, she is. No, Snooky is absolutely a drag queen. This isn't dra- uh, Jersey Shore related. I found this show on Netflix. It's a Canadian no. real estate show. Yes. Called By Herself, B U I, Herself. And it's a renowned Canadian real estate agent who oh is she renowned oh she's ridiculous (laughs) she's a lot of things that start with r and she's helping single women find a new home oh that's sweet so and and there's this interesting it's just it uh, you know you mary's no i love canadian things yes i love canada there's something about it the property brothers i need to marry both of them certainly i mean one sleep in both bunk beds yes right i'll just alternate yeah (laughs) i'll just set an alarm at 3 a.m and then climb down and then climb on board hey jonathan (laughs) you up (laughs) you up question mark sup sup (laughs) w-y-d what you doing and you know what's special about the property brothers is the third one there's a third one you don't know it's not a third like they're not triplets there's just another brother there's there's another brother all right now is he yes okay he's not as tall but he's all right strapping that's fine canadian all all these things that i like Mm -hmm. so this show is definitely canadian it is ridiculous it's so straightforward that I was watching it and and so cringy because this woman is is just trying way too hard. She's kind of like Michelle Visage in in the workroom in the final challenge. Like she's performing and she's dancing as fast as she can. And I just started watching is like what if all of this was an incredibly 
subtle and nuanced parody of real estate shows like i just started watching as if all of this was fake and being created to make fun of it and so i recommend for our american marys and maybe our canadian marys um i can't remember her name it's like sandra something but if you search for the show by herself um like and and the, the tagline is something like um i helped her but she found it by herself and it's like well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, there's the tagline makes no sense. But anyway, um, Sandra, Sandra Ren- Renomato. Yeah, Sandra oh, Renomato. She looks great. Yeah, she looks like a drag queen. Oh my god, I love her. Yeah, it's so worth watching. I watched like the formerly fr- on the HGTV series Property Virgins. Oh, see, I didn't even see that. Oh, this was my first exposure to Sandra. Sandra Renomato. Yeah, um, Renomato. I think it's Renomato. Renomato. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. I. I, I just. <laughs> It's so bad, but <laughs> if but in that lens of like, what if all of this was a parody? It's amazing. Okay. So well, anyway, so I did love the catchphrase kind of um, uh, reminder that this mm-hmm. was of a time, right? You know that they had to drum up uh, mm-hmm. a culture around the show, and yeah. and they every episode drove it home. Mm-hmm. Sashay away, don't fuck it up. Yeah. Like sing for your life. I remember when this came out, we started seeing those things. Right, right. And it was a cue. Like, I'm watching that show, too. Right, to, to know that. And like, it was hilarious. I remember laughing out loud mm-hmm. because of how she was saying it. Right, right. And when it's interesting now, especially like in the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit, is how deep the cuts are of the references they now make. Like, Getter Jade is a deep cut, right. you know? And right. um, other Coco quotes like getting my life on this bus. You know what I mean? Like that's where people are going now to kind of like show their... They know. Yeah. That they're they're all right, Mary listeners. Mm, I would hope so. (laughs) All right, Mary. Right, right. That's the little ear tug. Mm. Mm. Yeah, maybe we need to have something when we're at Uh, DragCon. Yeah, a little Hong Kong. Like something at DragCon just to like... You know, let us, you know, if you see us, we're going to have, you know, All Right Mary shirts on. Yeah. Maybe, you know, if you came up and said something like. Oh, well, yeah. If you if you came up and said something about nuance. Oh, I were. Oh, no. If you if you wave a hanky at us. Oh, if you wave a hanky at us, we'll give you a free whatever we're bringing. Right. We'll figure it out. A coupon for something because we forgot to bring it. You know, who cares? <laughs> like. At least a hug if you're into that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that yeah. would be great. I yeah. would love to have hankies waved at us. Oh, I, I live for that. I'd I, wave one back. Right. I'll bring one just in case. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, for sure. Oh. We have a line of hankies that we have uh, in the, in the, in the Yes, world. yes. Um, so, the sh- so, anyway, fast forward, um, you know to uh what is it the, the, the like the tour of the season on this clip right. show that was the other kind of moment mm-hmm. where they literally it was just cliff notes wikipedia for the season and yeah it was just exhausting i you don't really need to watch it if you've mm-hmm. watched the season but it reminded me that there was immunity during the season that's right and how immunity in reality television shows used to be a thing mm-hmm. and then they realized by not having immunity there's more drama oh yeah so most reality shows now do not have immunity yeah yeah you know like i think um i think big brother still does it oh well that's maybe early on or yeah. you know or maybe they do it for a while it's something to fight for yeah right it's a prize when there's no prizes right it's cheaper than having a prize right and i think there's those dynamics i mean i've stopped watching celebrity big brother uk since trisha left it's just not worth my time um I'm like why bother but anyway um it, in in that kind of dynamic there's also that thing of like the people who are under the gun versus the people who are not and the dynamics that that creates. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're not worried at all right now. Right. And like what kind of social dynamics that creates. So um, I think immunity has its points of drama, but 
I, it, overall, it feels like a better competition if you aren't immune. And, and certainly it would make a big difference in like season two, you know? Yeah, I feel like um, Tyra. Yeah. I mean, just way too many times. Right. I mean, I think that she had immunity for Snatch Game. She had immunity for the Rocker Tricks Challenge. And both of those, she was terrible. Yeah. I mean, but at the same time, while we're saying that, what she had going for her is that she won a challenge. Mm-hmm. So RuPaul, I think, would consider that when they're lip sync for their lives, right? But Tyra never got to lip sync. She never did lip sync. And you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, Have we ever seen Tyra lip sync like on YouTube or anything like that? I don't, I mean, except for the finale of, of season two. Right. I, I mean, I certainly, I haven't sought out. She's not a queen that I seek out like YouTube clips of. Oh, you don't? I'm. She's not, she's <laughs> not right on my alley, Miss Ho. Oh. What can I say? Oh my God. Um, oh, Kenny Ho, she was so good in that lip sync. Okay, sorry. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Akila. I mean, uh, um, no, the one that she went home for. Oh, oh, the Ariana Grande one. Yeah, yeah. God, I'm like so not a millennial. I can't even say Ariana Grande. Well, you know what I say when I, whenever like I'm going to get coffee for my coworkers or something across the street, I mm-hmm. say they're like, uh, oh, you know, I'll get this, blah blah blah. I'm like, what size Ariana Grande? <laughs> and they cringe. Of course, right. <laughs> but I will say this: I'm not the dad on my team. Really, my coworker is the dad. Oh. He every chance you get. Somebody's. Oh, here's a perfect example. Sorry for the tangent, Marys. So my coworker is, sits right next to me, um, and I always like to look nice at work. And so my my um, the president of the company walks by, and he goes, "Hey, hey, Johnny, looking sharp today." And then without missing a beat, my coworker goes, "Ouch." Oh God! Oh man! Without missing a beat, he needs to wait in the car in the parking lot of the mall till I'm done hanging out with my friends. <laughs> That's how dad he is. Oh uh, yeah, he can't even get a ticket to the movie we're seeing. No, no, he's like, no, I'll just I'll just wait in the parking lot. You just you you let me know when you're done. You yeah, know? he's gonna listen to AM radio. Exactly, right, right, right. <laughs> he's just gonna catch up on the scores. You know. Oh, Fall asleep, maybe. Fall asleep. <laughs> oh God. Oh, Dad. Oh man. Um, Did I ever tell you how I went to go see Margaret Show in the late? No, excuse me, early two thousands. And my friend Maya's dad brought me, Maya, and my friend Kyle, to go see Margaret Show. And we were like praying that he would not get a ticket. Right. And that he would wait in the car. But he gets a ticket and he waits in the back. He stands in the back of the theater. I think it was the Beacon Theater. Right. And, you know, we're living our lives watching Margaret Show right. at 16 years old. Right. And then um, on the car ride back, he's like, so what you guys think of the show? I'm like, oh, it's good, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, I don't know. I don't get this whole, like, feminist fuck you shit. <laughs> God. <laughs> It's like okay, oh, turn God. on the radio, Dad. Somebody's dad, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Some, yeah some, when somebody's dad goes wrong, yeah, <laughs> that's a great name for a show. Yeah. <laughs> all right, yeah. all right, Mary. Um, okay, so maybe are, are any other thoughts on the clip show? No, I mean honestly, I feel like those were the highlights. They did they did that kind of review of the season, and then we kind of like got to know the queens a little bit better. But I felt like I knew all this already, mm. and I was just like, I was ready to just get to it. I was like, all right. Come on. Yeah. Let's just wrap this race up. Yeah. Bring on the bacon. Yeah. Bring on the bacon. Well, then uh, let's take a little break and uh, talk about the finale. All right, Mary. 
so of course we opened uh, this episode with the clip of BB talking about which you know of the three queens and and the different options they had for winners um, and why she thinks that she should win. Um, what I do kind of love as a response to this is Rebecca's comment and her own reasoning of why she should win, which was that she came all the way from Florida. So <laughs> why should she want to go home? She wants this really bad. Right. She came all the way from Florida. <laughs> Isn't Nina Flowers from Puerto Rico? I think by way of... No, she's in, she was from by Denver, way of Denver. But maybe. certainly, right. And I mean... I don't know. I just feel like Florida is, it's not like I came all the way from New Zealand. You know what I mean? Like I was in Bhutan before this and I just made the pilgrimage. I just like, it's a young answer. It's a very, you know what? She acted young this entire episode. And I think that she really couldn't confidently explain why else that she should win. Right. You know what I mean? Like she knew, she knew what she was up against. She even says it at the very end you know, she says, like, compared to Nina, compared to Bibi, like, I'm very much baby drag, but, like, look how far I've come. And it's like, this is not RuPaul's school for girls. Right. Even though it does kind of go there towards the end and we'll get there, ultimately, it is never RuPaul's school for girls. Right. It's never about how far you progressed. Yeah. I mean, from- there is that storyline that mm-hmm. is always featured in various seasons. Um, Adore Delano being mm-hmm. the one that I, that comes to mind the most. Right. Or Trinity. Okay, for sure. Mm-hmm. There's this kind of like, okay, we'll help you. Right. Um, maybe Valentina was going to be that long con. Another yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question of, is what, if we were to imagine Valentina getting to the top three, what was the storyline that, that she would right. have been telling? Right. Right. Yeah. Was it that there was this school for girls? Maybe not. Right. Um, but yeah. Oh, our producer is. Oh, Ella. Yes. Oh, he's a bit of a Valentina fan. Um, he doesn't want us to, you know, drag her. There he goes. Oh. Okay. Ay, yay. So anyway, um, yeah, I. Uh, so we have the top three. Yeah, yeah. And so um, they get to the, uh, this moment where they get to with like the, with the she-mail of like RuPaul talking about, you know, the greatest music video diva. It was weird because it was a clearly scripted moment because it was this interaction between the queens and the video. Oh, right. And? and right. And? And it was like, it felt so strange. It was like all of a sudden. They told them what to say. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, oh, we haven't been doing this this season. Right. And it was like, oh, it just didn't, I didn't, I didn't like it. Yeah. I didn't like that either. It, it bombed on me. I did. I, that actually is something that stuck out mm-hmm. uh, to me. Where I was like, this seems totally not working right right i just i felt like i mean they can they can pull that shit in later seasons because we're all kind of like they're, they're just we kind know of, yeah and they're doing that anyway but yeah. like it just felt out of out of left field for a season that otherwise has been fairly organic yeah i guess sure. would be a good word for sure. it so yeah we have the, the the challenge where they have to rap to supermodel and yeah. uh create a video mm-hmm. and then they also have a tic tac with RuPaul. right this is i mean all of these things that we've seen in later seasons the tic-tac lunch um this is it all yeah. yeah um i mean rapping the only other time we really see this other than oh no she better don't in season sure. six but sure. obviously it's not the final challenge is not till season nine where we really really see these queens um you know writing lyrics and of course we see it in all stars too we see a version of it it's not really a rap you know i i i i Mary's might read me for filth, but I don't count the all-star seasons as the yeah. same brand. I always forget to think about the one I do like, oh, like through the seasons. Right. I always feel like all-stars is a, is a different separate. show. Yeah. 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 When, when we talk about things like evolution and, and things that have happened over the seasons, I always think of all-stars as a bit of an outlier. Yeah. It's a spinoff show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting that we, we don't see the Queens having to rap again. 
until season yeah, nine. It's like we learned our lesson, maybe. Yeah, because it, they're they're all a little clunky donkey, a little rough. Yeah. yeah, BB's was the best. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I mean, Rebecca's Rebecca's is kind of like if between like that that goes with criminimin is in the house she's boy etc and so forth as like things i don't want to hear anymore you know what i mean like rebecca's rap um or roxy's rap from all Stars. oh my god <laughs> a room full of monsters it makes me want to scream oh my god uh, it, uh, i know i'm just like oh what's well, interesting uh, we didn't have lucian piani we had coswell who yeah. i remember from when i was living in chicago and when, when this came out uh, Coswell was was huge. Like yeah. he was like a big kind of not huge, but it was like a big like name. Yeah, to know. and now you know he's just basic on grinder. Yeah, I guess so. I don't really keep up with him. Um, well, he's doing a show with Peppermint. I mean, he's still producing. He's still yeah. making music. He's still, still touring. He's. I mean, he has a career. Oh yeah, totally. He's very talented. Yeah, and very sexy. Well, you know what I wanted to say about Caswell is you've seen the movie Kissing Jessica Stein. Yes, yeah. of course. Caswell is sexy ugly. Oh, sexy ugly, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not mad at sexy ugly. Like I can get on board with it. I get it. I see the aesthetic. Um, I well, he's so goddamn confident too, which I think is the mm-hmm. other thing that like makes it hot. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, he's like, I wouldn't bring him home to meet my mother, but I'd certainly bring him home. You know what I mean? Like that's the delineation. Like he's not someone I'd want to like stake my claim with. Sure, okay. But I'd be happy to stake be, other things. I don't know. <laughs> I'd be happy to steak him. And, I'd be able to clean his then, steak. And then feed him steak, you know? Sure. Fine. Tube I'm, steak, I'm, yeah. Uh, Caswell, if you're listening, call me. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> call me back. <laughs> yeah, for God's sake. Uh-huh. Do you still have that pager number? I keep calling it. <laughs> um, I I want, before we, before we sort of go on, kind of, you know, when we talk about evolution of things, this music video challenge is obviously a staple. Um and it's interesting how this challenge has evolved through the seasons. Um, in particular, kind of what starts happening as of season five. Because, you know, season two, they do like, there's some, you know, uh, you know, melodramatic acting, but it's pretty much, you know, otherwise just a video challenge. Season three is is a strange kind of, there's a lot of posing, there's throwing a discus, there's this kind of Olympics theme. Um, but like in season four, there's just some like choreography and video, but like starting season five is when these video challenges um, start incorporating acting challenges as well. Oh, right. And right. I think what's interesting is when we, again, we always talk about the evolution from design to performance. Yes, yes. And with the music video challenges, what's kind of interesting is that there's certainly emphasis season five, season six, season seven, there's these acting challenges that like don't even end up in the final product Never. um but are are considered just as important and evaluators of who should win yeah um what's interesting is that um season eight all of that kind of stops and i think the reason that it stops in season eight is because rupaul at that point has stopped participating she doesn't do the Tic Tac lunch. Mm-hmm. She doesn't participate in the music video. She has the podcast. But but she has the podcast, but she's she's doing things out of drag. And oh, we, when right. we sense that with RuPaul from the podcast, that she's not really interested in doing drag. Like, and she said this in interviews. It's like, no, I'm not drawn to doing drag. I just knew it would like give me, yeah. give me the attention, the platform, the money that I needed. Right. Um, and then what's interesting from there is, you know, starting season nine, there was no music video challenge. But and if we're going to count All Stars Two as being part of this trend, it, I think it does feed in. In this case, what started with All Stars Two and Season Nine is now about queens creating their own content. Yeah, and what it really and being become, able to do that. Yeah, and it becomes almost this like pyramid scheme 
where RuPaul has created content, and now she's giving queens who are creating content that are inspired by RuPaul. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like she's almost getting like she's doing less of the work and letting other people do the creation. Sure. And she's just getting like producer credits. Sure. Um, and it's just a really interesting evolution if we're going to talk about from design to performance to not just performance but now you are your own brand now you are creating your own stuff now mm. you are um you're not just selling rupaul's shit it's like well what do you have to offer right like what are you bringing and it's like when we think of category is it's like yeah it's a rupaul song and the version of it without these queens verses is great but now when we think about that song we think about the queens verses yeah you know what i mean yes. and it's like their version of that yeah um so it's just it's an interesting evolution of where things have gone and i think an expectation you know, queens are expected to create content now. Yeah. It's not just about lip syncing to it, other or songs. Or looking good. Yeah. Right. 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 So right. it's just, yeah, it's interesting how this challenge has evolved as well. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, no more Tic Tac. I also think that that's, you know, Sasha Valore red flag, right? Like, mm -hmm. why can't I have a hamburger instead of, oh, not that she would have hamburger. Right. A uh, veggie burger. A veggie well, burger. she did win that hamburger Mary's challenge. And, and not a, uh, a Tic Tac, you know. Um, mm. you know oh, that's that, interesting. You know, like, right, that would have been. Disorders. A, yeah. yeah, that would have been a bit of a tender, um, a tender topic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's very interesting. You know, like drag queens shouldn't eat. Like, what if Ginger Minj is there? It's like, is she going to feed her four Tic Tacs? Right. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I guess there's been a little bit of that. We saw that with the um, with the makeover challenge. You know, with like, well, Queen needs to be in good shape. Right. You know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think there's another comment that happens later. Me, I don't remember when it was, but RuPaul or someone says, well, if you've got a great body, you know, show it off. And it's oh. like, I, then I think well, of like, but then I mean, I, I mean, you know, I mean, well, great body can be many bodies. Yeah. But like, that's not what they I know. know. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. Because yeah. then I think of like Eureka O'Hara, who's like, I'm not wearing things I'm supposed to wear. Right. You know, right, 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 so right, right. anyway, so anyway, you know, one of the moments I wanted to talk about was Nina's story mm -hmm. um, where we find out how, kind of how drag found her and this idea that. You know, she was in Puerto Rico and um, she, she went to school for, for makeup mm -hmm. and started doing it on, like, in partners and started doing it on herself and on other people and found out that she had this eye for design mm -hmm. and then just started doing it. She came out to her mother when she was 16 and then she finally came out to her dad who was at first not into it but then i guess was like i can't stop you and then right. was into it and and what i loved hearing about is that her brother films all of her performances oh i didn't catch that that's great yeah yeah that's yeah. that's great well you know it's a great story to tell you know the whole idea of like a drag queen and how their families respond to it right we hear early on about a especially in a machismo culture well exactly yeah and you know we hear about akasha getting kicked out of the house when she was young yeah and, whatnot. and so you do hear a lot of different stories of right um, and and we flash forward and Sasha Valora's father is in the audience the finale yeah, you know I mean like, right. like talk about evolution yeah, totally um, but uh, yeah I really liked especially in a machismo culture hearing that Nina's family is just you know her father was there at her you know return performance when she kind of had her come back mm. um, what I also really enjoyed about this moment was of course Nina talks about her mother passing away and then I there was something about when Nina says when they wrap up the the chat and Nina calls RuPaul mother and oh. I just thought there was something about that. Yeah. I think Nina says earlier in the season that mothers are very important to drag queens. Right. Um, and of course the concept of a drag mother, it's just an interesting idea. And there was just a very sort of heartfelt moment there of like, Oh yeah, mother. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, that feels good. That's nice. That's sweet. You know, and it echoes, uh, call me mother. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the new song, the right. New song. Yeah. Uh, which I kind of love. Um, yeah, the, the, 
in terms of the the rest of the challenge uh, or quote unquote challenge, um, the biggest moment for me, if you want to go there now, mm-hmm. is filming the music video. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think I had some notes about like you know BB's lunch with Rue. I think the only thing I wanted to just say is certainly a very a second to Angina's runway reveal is probably one of the more emotional moments of the season. Okay. Um, right. Right. You know, and it was really nice to see Rue really connect with BB in that moment. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, and then the only thing I wanted to say is, I mean, there's this running theme of really breaking down Rebecca throughout this episode and really showing how she's not top three material at all. And we've seen it in her learning the choreography. Oh, right. We see oh, it with God. Caswell. That was, that was painful. Also. Yeah. Yeah. We see it with Caswell. She acts like such a child. Yeah. When she doesn't have, you know, she doesn't come prepared. Was this something that the producers set up? Where they're like, we want her to get to the finale so she can just fucking fail. Well, the the theory that I had, I mean, I, I was taking some notes on this and I thought it was, it was almost like she was being set up the whole time as like an example of like how to not be a superstar. Mm. And like what it, like almost as a contrast of what it takes and how she was like an example of like not meeting that mark. Because, you know, not to jump ahead too much, but like RuPaul kind of like, surprise like reads her for filth on the runway you know yeah um she called i mean like if we're going to kind of wrap up this long con story i mean she really um she says to rebecca you know like we've gone to bat for you right over and over in this competition and um you know you've told us that the other girls have like come for you do you think it's this you know being unprepared um and and this kind of attitude that's actually very isolating yeah and of course the answer is yes yeah, like it's course. a leading question. Yeah, no question um but in some ways when she said that i was just like oh they've been watching this the whole time yeah and, and whatever con that like bb and chanel and jade and everyone has been worried that like the, the rue is going to fall for it i felt like in that moment rue was like I have it. been watching you pull this shit the entire yeah, time. I needed a third. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like we needed to have, like you were really just a prop. You were just a vehicle. Ouch. Yeah. That's fabulous. Yeah. Actually, if you think about it. Um, so do you want to move to my favorite part of this episode that I forgot happened? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike Ruiz, who are you look like you're about to say something. Oh, no, 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 I'm not. Go ahead. So Mike Ruiz, who obviously we've seen and will continue to see, mm-hmm. um, acts extra. Oh, she is so extra. She is. It's it's similar to when Ru- I'm on TV. I'm on TV. I'm yeah. On TV. And, and, you know, he's trying to like pump the girls up while they're doing all the posing and the choreography and stuff. And it's re- reminiscent of like RuPaul and the Mac um, Viva Glam challenge sure. kind of being that use the boys right yeah she's a daisy um, but it is again it's so cringy and it's so Ella if you're gonna be a producer could you not do that like that's cool um, yeah it, it's a lot she's a lot she's a lot she's a yeah. lot she's a lot I don't know what it is about Mike Ruiz. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I love him. I want him there every season. Sure. He's great. But I think in this season, I don't think he realized how he was going to come off on camera. Yeah. Yeah. I think that it was like, there's that whole thing that. Just ignore it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, There's that whole thing that RuPaul says of like, you know, take it to take it really far and then like have me bring it back you know what i mean like go really far and then like have to tell me to bring it back versus like not bringing enough and like someone needed to just tell mike like hey you're doing great 
act natural. Turn do, the Fire Island tea off. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, make it low tea. Low. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So the moment that I'm talking about is when Rebecca Glasscock has to come and do her part of the music video. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, this to me felt like. It was just like another hissy fit. It was just like another tantrum that she was having. Right. Well, she wasn't. She she didn't. She was feeling rushed, and she couldn't get herself ready, and she didn't like her makeup, and her and her wig wasn't right, and her hairline was abominable. Mm. Um, and then she has to leave, and then she's got to come back, and like you can tell, Mike is trying to just be really patient about it. He's like, okay, let's get some more with the other girls, you know. Um, and then when she finally gets there, and it's time to do her like solo stuff, I mean, it's like in a way, it was almost like a clip from the comeback. You know what I mean? Right. If it was filmed slightly differently with like longer stretches, yeah. it was the same kind of humiliation that was happening. And I, I almost, you know what I mean? Like it would have been amazing as a comeback <laughs> moment of watching Valerie go through this. The hair stuck to the lip. Yeah, it's yeah. like if you don't know the words, then don't use your mouth. <laughs> um, she couldn't walk in place. Right. Like right, right. it was. Take your hair off your lip. Right. Take your hair off your lip. Yeah. You get your hair out of your face. Yeah. Right. And it just it was so. It was that kind of humiliation humor that was yeah. happening. Oh, was but hard. really, what we were just seeing was just kind of this almost full package moment of like the look wasn't right, the choreography wasn't right, the preparedness wasn't there. Right. The, and attitude, the attitude was wrong. Was wrong. And the attitude was wrong. Yeah. And it was like. Well, charisma, none. Yeah. Uniqueness, none. Nerve, barely. Talent, hardly. Yeah. And then meanwhile, Nina Flowers is sitting in a chair in the back the whole time with this like stone face. Right? Of, like, yes. Oh, my God. Well, you know, oh God, even when we get down to the, the final runway and we see the three of them, it's just like, who is this? Like, it's kind of, it makes right. me think beauty, of. Beauty, 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 beauty. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes me think of the All-Stars 2 reading challenge when Fifi says to Tatiana, like, oh, sweetie, if you want to, you know, be at the meet and greet, you have to have a, a wristband on. You know, it was right. kind of like, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, but yeah, so BB, <laughs> BB does have that comment, though, um, which to me felt like, because a lot of the queens have been alluding to it throughout the season of, I think it's an act. I think she's fake. And I think BB finally came out and exposed like what this long con has been. Yeah. Acting vulnerable in front of the judges as if she is still finding Rebecca. It's a little bit frustrating to me. It's an act. I don't want to say, Rebecca, you are a bitch. No, I do not want to say that. But guess what? Rebecca may win this because she's probably what the judges want. When you think of how much praise she had throughout all of the challenges. Oh my God, you're beautiful. Yes, you can work on this, but you're lovely. You're dad, you're beauty, 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 beauty. That gets you thinking, okay, what's happening here? And, and it does remind me a little bit of like, you're perfect, you're beautiful, look like Linda Evangelista. She's right. like, you know, they're just, you know, piling on the compliments to her on the runway. And it's just like, is this what they want? Is this what they want? Yeah. Like, because really? I'm out. Right, yeah. right. Because I'm not that. Yeah. 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 Very um, Aja. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, um, or Aja was very BB. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Right. Well, I guess, you know, who, yeah, who did it first, right? Right. Um, so do we want to just kind of then jump to this final runway? 
Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that's that kind of that's that's what happens. Yeah, I mean, I guess I do want to just mention Rebecca does say at one point, um, which I thought was very exposing. She said, "I can't let things like friendship get in the way of winning." Mm. And I was like, "Yeah, yeah." I mean, they okay. were they were using this stuff on purpose. Right, it was right. They had hours of footage. Yeah, and so it's really this entire. If you watch this entire episode, it is a deliberate breaking down of Rebecca over time. Like they really, it's like death by a thousand cuts with her. This right. episode, it's really incredible. Right, Rebecca shattered glasscock. Absolutely. Oh God, <laughs> see your doctor. You know, ouch. ouch. Um, so this final runway, um, runway, run, 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 runway, runway. Um, you know, Nina's look to me was like, it was really perfect. There was nothing about it I didn't like. Yeah, I really loved the whole. I loved. It felt very much like classic Nina. It was everything was in place. The hair was right. The makeup was right. I loved the outfit. I, I thought I just thought she looked fantastic. Yeah, she yeah. did. Mm-hmm. I mm, there was just I wanted bigger and I wanted sure. more because I was like, "You're Nina Flowers. Like you've been giving us this. Mm-hmm. You know why are you gagging? You've been giving this to every one way, but right. um, but like give us like what's what's the finale version? And mm-hmm. I, I just didn't find it to be the finale version. Yeah, I know what you mean. We've come to expect that like the finale look needs to be. You need to save. A look, yeah, like it needs like Violet Chachki it up, yeah, yeah, right. Like you need to come out here and be like Sasha Valore, yeah, yeah, right. And it's it, it's certainly in line with season one that things were a little bit muted, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, you oh, could say, sure. you could sense. say the same thing about like Bob's look on the final on the final four episode. He had that kind of like the pants and the like tuxedo-y top. I was yeah, like, yeah, come on, girl. you know. And, and like, I've definitely seen other queens in the past where their final look was not my favorite. Raja, for example. Her final look, not my favorite. Yeah. One of my least favorite Raja looks from the right, season. Right. There are so it's many same better with ones. Right. Same with Jinx. Oh my yeah. God, Jinx is, I was like, oh, this is like what is this? really not meeting it. Like yeah. there are very few queens, I feel like, that have come out with a final look where I'm like, yep. Yeah. That's yeah. that's fantastic. That's yeah. perfect. Um, so, and then Rebecca, of course, was a total snooze. Yeah. It was just like Daytona Beach Barbie. Why are you here? Yeah. She came all the way from Florida. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And then BB, I think she came out looking like a queen. Yeah, no, she, you know? she she looked like she was the winner. Yeah, it, it that, that when you see all three of them, you're like, yep, that's that's the one I yeah. would choose. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, we have that amazing moment when we find out Rebecca is the third. That face, where and it's like, it, it really. I mean, it, I'm just, I'm seeing this quote that I have here of like you know the lead up to that, you know, because they they're just building up to that moment, you know, and like. Rue saying like Rebecca kind of having all these excuses on the runway and Rue being like well you know I expect my girls to show up 100% when we're you know working um, and then she goes on that whole thing about how we've gone to bat for you and whatnot and you know it, it all really is leading up to the moral the moral of the Rebecca Glasscock story that like this isn't enough right and Right. These are shenanigans. Yeah. This is good TV. Right. This isn't the winner. And don't think you're going to come on here with a persona or a story or a produ- self-production and think we're not going to see throw it. Right. Exactly. Like, that is not going to fly. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Right. We're wiser than that. I mean, it's almost like uh, Pearl. The reason I mean, Pearl couldn't have won because mm-hmm. of all the fucking shenanigans she pulled. Well, exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, and they just couldn't get together with her attitude yeah. and that she didn't care enough and that of course she wasn't giving them the like tragic childhood story that they right, wanted right right yeah. right and i mean uh, the other the one that comes to mind is tyra who also had attitude but she didn't have attitude with rupaul she was always no. sweet yeah and she always was professional in the sense of like she did what she was supposed to do mm-hmm. oh i mean in terms of the challenges even the ones where she like didn't do great she did everything she was supposed to do yeah 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 certainly yeah. um 
so yeah, so Rebecca, you know, kind of unceremoniously, it's just like bye, bye, see ya, yeah. um, go back to Florida, yeah, <laughs> go back to Florida where you belong. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really. Um, it was kind of it was gratifying. I always think of that moment, that look on Rebecca's face when she finds out she's not, a f- she's not going to win. It, it's in, in that moment. It's just like karma. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, well, yeah, okay. um, yeah. We were all we were all very happy. I yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, and so we get down to this final lip sync, um, which you know it was good. Mm-hmm. I, I I thought BB was fantastic. I thought Nina was just a little extra. She was doing too much. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've always liked this lip sync, but the last time I watched it, I felt similarly. It reminded me of in season two. Is it season two with Jessica Wilde? Yeah, with Jessica Wilde and Tatiana, um, the greatest dancer lip sync. And Jessica Wilde is just doing these like, she's just she's going all out from the start. And it's just like, oh, this is too much. Yeah. You got to like take it down a notch. Right. You got to build it up. It's like Alexis Michelle during Macho Man. It's like, oh. you don't have any more moves left. And right. I feel like Nina didn't have any more moves left. Yeah, in a way, right? She's I just mean, using the her, her outfit and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, moving her limbs. Yeah. There was something interesting, a sort of collaborative towards the end of the Oh, yeah. And no, you I, could tell. Yeah. yeah. And I they really, were together. Yeah. And I really liked that. And I thought that was a great note to end I love that they said that you know I love you before it started yeah it was a beautiful moment before it started uh, yeah I mean, we talked about last week their connection was yeah, really yeah and even when when we find out that BB wins oh it's so sweet BB oh. won't get off the floor oh and, it's and fabulous like, get up get up right oh my god when when BB wins the yelp that she lets out oh it's, it's so just, great it's so great and and Nina couldn't be more gracious right you know, and, and Rue, you know, hits the nail on the head with like, you've made this competition so much better by being a part of it. Yeah. You know, and like, that's a huge compliment. It's like, this was elevated because you were a part of it. Right. And I think that like, even though Nina didn't win, I think Rue kind of felt exactly the same about her as she did about BB. It was just like, who wins, who wins the competition? One of them has to win. Yeah. You know, it's worth noting that this wasn't a live finale. Right. And that it didn't feel as climatic you know they never do it always feels like there's not enough people in the room yeah clapping and whatever Mm -hmm. and cheering like it's not um this was yeah this was uh unceremonious yeah Yeah. i've always felt that way about the season two finale the season three finale it just feels like well there's nobody left yeah there's nobody here right um and so some of the excitement does kind of come out of it um i do kind of love that the very final line of the episode is rue saying that's a wrap you know and then it cuts off Mm. and it's like there's this excitement about, oh my God, you just finished filming season right, one. Right. Let's see where this goes. Yeah. Is this going to be a hit? She right. knew it was going to be a hit. Right. But it's just, I feel like, oh, what an exciting place to end. Like, we did it. Yeah. We did it. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I don't have to be in drag at 8 a.m. every morning. Right. Yeah. Right. And thank God for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Bless that. Bless that. Sissy that. This next segment, now that we're done talking about the finale, mm-hmm. uh, the finally, the finally is uh, finally it's <laughs> happened to me. Is uh, I'd like to call Reddit on Reddit. Can you read? It's Reddit on Reddit, which of course is our uh, weekly feature where I do some trolling, trolling of the RuPaul's Drag Race subreddit to find some news, tea, information, highlights, things from the week and from the subreddit that are worth your attention. Um, so to run through this really quick, um, what's going on? What's going on on the Reddit? Well, um, it, it was just announced that Trixie and Katya are going to have a show on Viceland starting November first, calling called the Trixie and Katya show. And my first question is, what the fuck is Viceland? 
Well, oh, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> who the hell is Heather? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's um, so. I mean, of Iceland, I guess it's on MTV. Oh, I think that's it's like an MTV. Thing? I think so. It'll be online because I know like. Um, Ellen Page has that show like Gaycation where she like goes to different like spots around the world. She's the Juno lesbian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, you know, it's talking about, you know, just traveling, being gay. Um, and so it's going to be in the same channel. It's going to be a weekly show. I think it's probably going to be in some ways like an expansion of their current, you know, WoW Presents show where it's just them giving advice. They're probably going to have some guests, like, okay. you know, almost like a late night show. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's awesome. More drag queens on TV. Totally, totally. Yeah. And I think that the two of them um have they've hit the right nerve in terms of what's funny and modern right now oh god katya especially yeah so on it she's so fucking funny yeah and i think they are they're just such an interesting balance of each other yeah um the other thing that i wanted to mention which um was not so much a reddit on reddit but uh one of our marys i believe z machine had tweeted this to us that Judith Butler. Yes. Um, I think I saw it on Reddit, and then I he he sent it to us as well. Had um, posted a video message to Sasha Valore, amazing, which was just so amazing. gratifying, amazing, and such a shame this couldn't happen at the finale. Yes, Katy Perry, but Katy Perry, you know, is Illuminati fresh, and she's right. you know, got her money, you know, where everything needs to be. Yeah, she had her brain fresh, freshly washed, and yeah, swish swish, bitch. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so finally, I mean, why don't was, you like to catch fish? Yeah. <laughs> Are these Katy Perry lyrics? Yeah. Oh wow, that's um, that's more than I know. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we did get a nice video message from Judith Butler. It Love was it. she was very appreciative. It was all very. Oh my god! Imagine if Judith Butler listened to All Right, Mary. Oh my god! And she'd be like, "Oh my god, that's that little asshole who back in 2007 was trying to school me and my queer st- or my you know women's trying studies to mansplain class. To trying to me. mansplain things to me." Ugh. <laughs> Judith, if you're out there, I stand by what I said. Judith. Judith. <laughs> um, finally, it is less of a Reddit on Reddit, though this gets posted on Reddit all the time, but more of just a, I don't know why. I think Ricky Z has asked, has mentioned like, oh, we should, you know, we should definitely check this out. I've been a fan of Lee Dawson's Rue Caps. Oh, I'm dying to see it. Yeah. Oh my God. Or, so I'm also a Patreon um, supporter of this. Of the few things that I will throw my coins to, this is so worth the money. Awesome. These Rue Caps are, I mean, nuanced as fuck. These right. are so funny. Right. right. You can watch them three, four, five times and get something new. These are brilliantly edited. Yeah. This guy, I, I'm just in awe. I mean, the most recent one, I, they're all really good, but the most recent one, and for the ones who've seen it, it's the Ina Garden moment. I had to pause <laughs> and leave the room so that I could get over it and come back in because it was so fucking funny. Oh, I got to watch it. They're so good. All um, right. Let's have them on. Let's yeah. Them oh, on yeah. On Lee, if you're listening, um, <laughs> you know, slip into those DMs. <laughs> Um, and finally, the only other thing I wanted to mention was that I'm so proud to see, it'd be a fun segment of things we're so proud to see. I'm so proud to see Pam Tillis getting her moment finally yes. on Squirrel Friends Cocktail Hour as their first official lip stink. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag lip stink. Hashtag lip stink. I love that. I mean, I, you, if you guys are listening, run with that. That's great. Yeah. Lip stink. Oh, um, their, their, like, recap, their recap of the lip sync in that episode is really funny like they just went in on it so i'm um, just back from my trip uh to europe so i'll have to catch up on all of my 
uh, all of my uh, podcasts. Yeah, this is certainly a highlight. So I'm just. It's a Snatch Game episode, no? Or is it the one no, right after it? This is the. Um, this is the latest one that was this week. Yes, this is the Dragazines one. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah that came yeah. out. Okay. So, so, yeah. Anyway, Pam Tillis. If she's if she's, she's due a mention, Pam Tillis. Pam yeah. Tillis. We haven't talked about her in a while. Yeah, we have t-shirts coming out. Pam right, Tillis. right. Um, and I think that's all I've got for Reddit on Reddit this week. All right, Reddit on Reddit. Well, um, Marys, if you have any thoughts, any thoughts at all on season one, on the finale, on season two, on uh, Lee Dawson, on uh, Squirrel Friends, on anything at all. Please, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can email us at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or you can uh, shout out to us or DM us um, at allrightmary on Twitter. And of course, as usual, you know the deal. You go to iTunes, you leave a review, you leave five stars, you do both. It's all good. We check it. You know, I'm refreshing that page every day. I'm check. I know the number. He's I know what we're really up to. Doing yes, that. I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I am checking. Don't think these don't go unnoticed. They will be seen the day they're posted. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know you're out there. Let us know if you're into this. And if you are into this, all the more reason to leave a positive comment. Well, thank you, Colin. You're welcome. You want to take it away? I do. I think that's actually all we've got for you this week. Of course, next week we're not mm. totally done with season one. No, we have the best episode of the season. This is the best episode of the season is the reunion. Yeah. Um, so we will be diving into that. I mean, there is that Tammy moment. There's so much. There's so much in this reunion. Uh. And of course, we'll be reviewing our, even though it's been a short season, our superlatives, favorite quotes, favorite looks, favorite moments, all that stuff as we wrap up what has really been, I've really enjoyed breaking down season one. Yeah. Um, I mean, bringing it back. Yeah. Oh, and, and really understanding like, Again, worth repeating where this music's coming from, Latrice. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's all for now. And I think all I've got left to say is bye. See you later.